listening to the Mindful Biz Podcast. I'm Alison Morgan, business coach at Relauncher. In today's episode, Melbourne-based brand Base Collective feature. Founded in 2016, the range hosts a wide selection of certified organic products, which are also pharmacist formulated. Presented in the most beautiful branded packaging, everything created by the Base Collective promotes transparency and integration into a holistic living. Hi, Carly. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very well. You came on the podcast, um, would it be two years ago or would it have been even longer? It's probably, it was actually Cassie, uh, my, my business partner, and it was probably two and a half years ago now, actually. Time has flown. Time has flown. So let's talk about the Base Collective. Would you like to introduce the brand? Sure. So we are the Base Collective um, and we do magnesium-based skincare for the whole family. It's um, The premise behind the brand is that we're all natural and organic. Cassie, my um, co-founder and business partner, is a pharmacist, so she works in all the formulations and she's absolutely across um, all the ingredients in there and makes sure that they are as good as they can be. She doesn't like to use anything that's um, not naturally derived or safe to use. So, um, so that's the premise behind the brand and we've got a range, we've arranged does cover for the whole family because we've got a pet range, kids range, and of course our adult core range as well. When you first launched the business, what were the products in the range? Because you know you've obviously expanded since then. Involved, yes, yeah. You know, we actually first launched. We weren't um, we weren't focusing on magnesium at the time. We launched with a um, a hand wash and a hand milk set, which um, they were both beautiful, a lemon fragrance. We still love them, um, and. Not long after that, we introduced our first magnesium product and that just seemed to resonate with so many people that it sort of took on a life of itself and we thought, well, you know what, there's, there's such demand for it. It's proving to be so popular. So we started to focus on making magnesium our core ingredient in the skincare and going from there. Wow. My goodness. Yeah, it did and change paths a little bit <laughs> from what yes. we thought initially. Well, that, that's the case with most businesses really, isn't it? Cause yeah, you don't absolutely. Really know until you get that traction. It's a calculated guessing game. Absolutely. Mm. Oh, my gosh. So what's your focus at the moment? Like are you focusing mainly on distribution or new products or where, where is all the energy going? To be honest, we keep multitasking. So we do have a few things in the pipeline in terms of product development. We've actually got a new product which is a about to hit shelves shortly, um, which is still in the magnesium range. It's a new magnesium vitamin E cream. And from there, we're also in the background working on a face care range, which we're really excited about. Um, And we've got lots of other ideas just to increase the range that we have. But distribution-wise, we just, there's so much going on there. We're about to roll out with Amcal as well, um, which is really exciting. So they've taken on the, the new magnesium and vitamin A cream as well as some of our other core range. Um, we've got a distributor in Malaysia and I, I can't remember exactly how many pharmacies we're in there now, um, but it's certainly growing. And we're sort of now starting to look at the new markets we were hoping to tackle next year as well because this year has just gone. So all of a sudden we're in August thinking, oh, my goodness, now we've got to be ready for Christmas. So it's, it's a little bit exciting. Well, this is the thing. In business you always have to be thinking that far ahead really, don't you? We're literally... Um, We've just got some whiteboards, as you saw earlier, up on, yeah. up in the background to start planning for the next 12 months. because the brainstorming. 
Yeah, exactly, because I've got a few events we want to try and attend next year and we're looking at going back across to Hong Kong and there's some things in the US that we'd really like to to chat to people about over there because we've got such great opportunity and we've got interest in the UK as well. So wow. it's just working out how to, to divide our time and capitalise on those opportunities and do them properly because you don't want to spread yourself too thin and not really you know hit the ground running when you decide to move or to launch I mean, in a new location you have you've experienced huge growth over the past year i mean that that distribution that you now have is huge to get the yeah. international distribution was that a case of you going and doing expos or distributors re- reaching out to you how it's been a combination yeah. to be honest um we went to the naturally good expo a couple of years ago and we actually met the malaysian distributor there and nothing came of it at the time. And um, I think sometimes the universe does listen to what you're putting out there. And Cassie and I had, had a conversation saying, maybe we should just touch base with them. It's been a year. Let's just reach out. And not a week later, we actually got an email from them. And um, they were wanting to revisit the brand. And um, probably oh, about four or five months later, we were over in their warehouse. So it turned around quite quickly. Um, and then, yeah, we do get distributors reaching out. We've, um, we're talking to some people in Korea at the moment as well. Um, and they've just reached out via email. Um, it, it's, it's. I guess the the world of business has certainly opened up with, oh my you know, with social media and and obviously the internet, which is not new anymore. But um, just the the way that people can find the brand and they can follow you and um, engage with you so easily, it's really changed. Absolutely. Do you, do you get many requests through via Instagram from distributors? We don't generally directly via Instagram. But what happens is when they email. They say, we've been following you on social media or we yep. saw your Instagram account. So they don't typically just DM us. We've got our email on there anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it comes typically via email. But there's but they've it's been not on your off your account. Yeah. yeah. I get that as well. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, it's interesting because, like, like, they'll email me through the website, but they will, they'll yep. find you on Instagram and yep. then often they'll go and Google. For me, they'll go and Google business coaches and I come up yep. again. And yeah. and so it's interesting. It's about like having like double placement rather than just you know relying on one channel. Absolutely, mm. absolutely. Have you found over the years that you know because Instagram's always been good for you? Are you still finding it still good? Or are you finding you're affected by the algorithms? Like, what's your view on it at the moment? I th- look, I think it's always a challenge. Um, it's look, it's certainly. From a customer engagement perspective, it's fabulous. So when people want to reach out to us, we can have little quick chats. We we get lots of messages from customers asking questions about how to use the product, which one might suit them, what's good for kids. Um, so from a customer, an easy customer engagement perspective, it's great. Um, I think reaching new customers on there and broadening, you know, your follower follower base that has definitely become more challenging. But I think we're um, we're really conscious about not just putting any old thing up. And so even just posting and thinking about what to include in your stories or in your feed, um, that takes up a lot more time to think about and trying. I don't want to say curated because I still want it to reflect us as an everyday type um, business, but it, it is. I think it is more challenging than it was even before we started. I think there are a lot of businesses who timed it really well with when they started with social media, and I do think it is it is harder now. And there's no way to pick what's going to take off in terms of what you post versus what doesn't yeah I know it's super interesting I'm finding myself as well as like so many people that I follow and know that people are just not posting on their grid like they used to Mm. Mm-hmm. I agree completely and, agree. and they they do, a lot of t- energy and time is taken spent you know 
mm-hmm. getting that image right. And as, as you say, it's not so much it's cre- um, curated, but there's a yeah. lot of thought that's gone into everything that goes up, especially yeah, the absolutely. captions as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, Instagram, Instagram. So mm-hmm. you've experienced a lot of growth over the last year, which can be super scary and also, you know, yes. really, you know, overwhelming at times as well. How yes. have you girls approached navigating growth? Um, oh, I can't say there haven't been a few blips along the way, certainly, and a few <laughs> scary, scary days where you think, oh, my goodness, what are we doing? Yeah. Oh, look, I think we just try and apply some common sense and if we have to take a backward step go hold on we just need to catch our breath and look at this we do do that and I think we're getting much better at pushing back so initially I think when you first start and you have this opportunity in front of you like oh yes we'll just say yes and we'll work it out and look to a degree we still do just say yes and we work it out but we're much more considered about it we have the confidence to say you know what that's not going to work for us but this will and we're okay with saying you know what we can't do that in six weeks but let's talk about 12 weeks yeah. And I think that only comes with experience. It comes with, um, you know, finding your confidence. And that's certainly something that has helped in the past year. We, we had a sort of a challenging start to the year in that we had to part ways with our distributor into China. And that was such a big deal for us emotionally and even from a financial perspective in terms of our forecasting because um, basically the, the very short story is that we had to turn down the contract that was on the table because all of a sudden it became a requirement to um, have the products registered in China, which would have meant animal testing. And that was a no-go for us from the start. And our distributors were really good. They didn't want that from the start either, but some regulations changed and they had to look at doing general trade instead of cross-border trade. And um, general trade just means that it's on stores in China. And to do that, you have to register the products. And in turn, you have to do animal testing to get that product registration. So that was a big lesson for us, I guess, in terms of, no, we, we do have to say no to this. I mean, it was an amazing opportunity financially in front of us. I but it was um, yeah. you talking about it at the Priceline Beauty Live event, yeah. just going yeah, it was a right. huge financial turndown. Yeah, so that was... Um, but... Yeah, well, yeah, it was all our forecasting. So that was a big thing. But, look, it's, um, you know, with each, as what's that saying, as each door closes, another one opens, and it certainly has. Like, we've had so many other conversations and so many other opportunities. We're talking with a couple of major names that have stores across the UK and Europe and US. So you just never know. And I think the thing was we had to be able to sleep at night and we had to make sure that, you know, we were true to what we started the brand to be about. So, so, yeah. Oh, my gosh. What about um, processes and systems? Because, again, you know, as things yeah. scale, you need yep. everything in Excel spreadsheets and all of that to begin with and then soon oh, kind of grow out of that. <laughs> yes, no, we'll, yeah, sorry, go. Are you using, like, any workflow apps or tools or you don't really need that? You know, like, wh- how are you navigating the processes and systems? We've got a bit of a mix at the moment. So I'm sort of, um, my background is as a product manager. And so operationally, that sort of, it, it entertains me. And I like to look at that and make sure that we're as efficient as we can be. Because, yeah, the larger you get, you have to have those processes or things just fall over. So um, we recently moved warehouses and they are testing a new cloud-based system that we'll be jumping onto shortly, which will hopefully help sort of streamline our distribution out of the warehouse. Um, we certainly use some of um, just smaller apps because things like we send a lot of parcels via ePassel and ePassel, if anyone uses it, they know how um, 
difficult. <laughs> it can be to sit there and enter. Like just trying to enter 50 or 60 parcels and mm-hmm. get them out. It's, it's just frustrating. So we use an app for that um, which links to the website um, and it basically just generates everything and just the flow, the flow through is much, much easier. We have been looking at some workflow tools. At the moment we're sort of managing yeah. um, but it's certainly something we know we need to address in the next sort of six to 12 months and get very serious about that. So it's um, it's a combination, to be honest, at the moment. Yeah. A workflow um, tool that I've been hearing about recently is Monday. Have you heard of Monday? I haven't, actually. I'll have to look that up. It's really interesting. I put something up on my Instagram stories about, Mm -hmm. you know, does any, you know, can anyone, uh, you know, recommend any workflow applications and quite a few people messaged me and said Monday and then I was talking about it over dinner and my 12 year old (laughs) of course (laughs) you should use Monday and I'm like going oh my god Hugo like (laughs) he pulled it up on the computer and I'm like oh my gosh this is brilliant managing work streams like so when you've got lots of people working on like similar projects and you need Mm -hmm. to know whether they're stuck or moving or approved so yes Awesome. I'll definitely have to investigate. That's it's, <laughs> I, I need to find time to investigate these things. That's, that's right. I need a workflow for my workflow. I don't know how that works. But. Yeah, funny. <laughs> have you had any standout partnerships or collaborations which have really helped, do you think? Um, I think we sort of concentrate on smaller collaborations and I think it's a combination of all of those things. So certainly I th- the way brands work with influencers I think is certainly evolving and we're sort of seeing a different way of working coming through. Um, so we're concentrating on sort of smaller influences and smaller collaborations and we're finding we're getting a bit more traction there because I think we're a bit more relatable mm. and we're covering more ground. So I, I can't say that we've had a, a major standout. We've probably had a couple where we go, oh, wow, it's a big investment. What, what are you really getting back on that? Yeah. Um, so we're definitely approaching it more differently I think what we've found to be um really useful and and I I don't say you need it all the time but certainly PR that was a bit of a game changer for us Mm. um it was a big decision to engage PR and you can do a lot of it yourself don't get me wrong but there is something to be said for having a PR agency who has the right connections and can get that or generate that publicity um that you just you know, unless you know the journalists, et cetera, you, yourself, I don't think you get that traction. No. So that was certainly a bit of a game changer for us. Having said that, we're also working now that we think it's sort of a three-month rolling type scenario where you go hard for three months with PR and then you pull back. And then hopefully in the next, you know, in about six months, you do another three months. Yeah, I, think I was it's a bit just difficult. about to say that. Well, you treat it as a campaign. Absolutely. You could, do, you could do two campaigns a year, like one in mm-hmm. know, like quarter two and quarter four because yeah. is, even when you do that campaign with the PR, it doesn't necessarily come out online. Mm-hmm. It's not public. Mm-hmm. It, but, so that Absolutely. quarter three campaign could come out around Christmas with lots yeah, of Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So, I think, yeah, but I think that's been sort of one of the biggest things for us. Yeah, um, and it's about finding the right agent for you as well because just yeah, works well for another brand doesn't mean that that agent's going to be right for you. That's so true. That's so true. 
Wow. So I was going to say what's next for the Base Collective, but you, you've already said you're launching some new products. So yep. when should we keep an eye out for those? Oh, we're taking our time with the face care range because we really want it to be right. So we want it to, to keep it simple. That's sort of one of our, you know, that's one of our core ethos behind the brand. We don't want to release a range that has eight different things you have to use each night. So we're really conscious about bringing out a range that's only a, a few products, but that they do what they're meant to do and they do it really well. Mm. Um, and that's, you know, there's a lot of testing and sampling behind the scenes. Um, on that, you don't, unfortunately, just make up your formulation and it goes straight to production because we really want to get it right. And our first few runs, we're like, we can make that better. So that's, I'm, I suspect that will be next year, well into next year. Yeah. Um, will it have magnesium? Yes, it definitely will. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Magnesium is so good for the skin. You know, it's um, it's naturally hydrating. It's, almost, it's a natural exfoliant. It's just it has so many benefits. And given that's what we, you know, we love working with it, we're so happy with our, our products as they are. We'd be, we think we'd be silly not to not to add our little miracle ingredient to our skincare, our face care range as well. Well, that's what you're known for now as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And so there's been a lot of, you know, investment in the education of people to understand magnesium and why it's so good in um, skincare. So we certainly want to capitalise on that. Yeah. Amazing. All right, so where can everyone find the Base Collective products? Everywhere. Sometimes it feels like that. Um, so Priceline, Australia-wide, we have our core adult range and our new beauty sleep range. They're in um, pretty much every Priceline around Australia, which is really exciting. Amcal has, well, I don't know if they've just started, they're about to start, um, rolling out across a lot of their stores. And um, I was going to say that online probably the other place for our baby range um, and our pet range, of course. Fabulous. Carly, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been great to catch up. Me too. Thank you for having me.